Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind with me, Larry Wydell. Let's get started. Okay, that was Tom Petty. He's dead now. You're going to be dead. I'm going to be dead. In the last month, I was last three weeks, I was almost killed on Turnpike. 95. About 90 miles an hour to a dead stop. Boom. Bag went off. They're still getting the adrenaline out of me. No, really. They're still unpacking my chest and everything. It's a strange experience. But it's a funny thing, adrenaline. What happens is adrenaline, I'm such a med medical expert. And yeah, adrenaline is a funny thing about it. Because what adrenaline does is adrenaline, when it comes, adrenaline comes to hyper you up, you know, do this, that, and the other. And then it surges in and surges out, you know, so you, it sharpens your focus so you can move fast. All. But the thing is, Mary, when I was, I was in like surge of adrenaline, you know, that. So it all went in my body. All went in my body. But I'm in the, I can't get out. I can't move. So just went all in me. And it gradually gets worked out. But what happens is uh, get treatment is what I'm telling you. Don't think just because you think you're all right that you're all right. Because like for a couple of days, what happens when adrenaline is released, it'll kind of work itself out by itself. But what it does is when it comes out, all of a sudden you're real nervous. And all of a sudden you talk for the next, the first two or three days after I was talking real loud and fast and this, that, and the other, this. And then I obsess over something like, we got to do that. No, I'm saying we got to do that. No, we're just like. <laughs> Adrenaline. There are reasons you behave weird, you know. But they're getting it out of me. So if you see any flashes of that Glenn up here this morning, if I jump off the stage and go out and just jump on somebody, you'll understand. It's just the adrenaline. It's not me, okay? <laughs> but we don't know how long we're here, right? So let's have some fun while we're here. And the thing about interruptions or God's interventions, they're also the devil's interventions, okay? So you got good and you're bad, but really when things, until you have the interruptions and interventions, that's when the party begins, really. That's when you find out if you really want it. That's where you find out if you're a fighter or not, right? Till the interventions come. Because if you're only going to follow it if it works perfect, right? And you got to know what you're about, dadgummit. So I was told you got, your job is to grow. It's not to pontificate on theories. If you want people to listen to what you have to say, do something. Have some numbers. But that brings me to what I want to talk about, which is your income. You are what your income says you are. The trouble with making excuses is it gets to be easier and easier. And that's the one lesson, Glenn, my mother told me when I was eight years old that stuck with me. And she told me on the way to church, for some reason we were in the car on the way to church on a Sunday night. I don't know why it was only the two of us, but she taught nursery. And somehow this illustration of this thing came out of the sky, and I never forgot it because she never really, you know, they, 
not a family where we're talking about all kind of you know stuff like this all the time. But uh, you know, they had the great example, but they'd give you like tidbits. But <laughs> something prompted her to say, "Don't ever make excuses." It was a very short training session. So <laughs> it's like, okay, she said, remember this. You know those little wood blocks we play with in the nursery? Make an excuse is like taking one of those wood blocks and rolling it over on the edge. The first time you do it, hard. The more you do it, the more the edge gets knocked off and the easier it is to make excuses. Once you start, it just gets easier. Never start. Yes, ma'am. I never quit. You can't get ahead if you quit. So you want to talk about business? You want to talk about your income? All right. I can't talk for five hours, Andy, at your schools and everything because nobody can take it. I mean, I can take it. I enjoy it. I get into it. I love talk 50 hours. I'm like Bobby. The more I, t the more I talk... And the thing is, when you get into talking, you start realizing stuff. And you get excited because you even see it clearer than you've ever seen it. And then you're explaining it to them. Listen to me, you know. <laughs> but it's fun to understand things and be able to explain it to people, you know. But they don't get it. I mean, it just, it's only so much. They can only, you know, it's just like you can only eat so much. You can't have 10 Thanksgiving dinners on Thanksgiving, right? You can only do it. But can we start with the basics? You're going to have to do more, get more done, if you're going to make more. So can we start with this thing of we want to do more in 2019. Company's going to have conventions. Company's going to have contests. Your hierarchy's going to have events of this, that, there, which they should do. But what's going to happen to you? Are you going to be a ping pong ball? Are you going to be childish? Are you going to be adult and mature about how you run your business? Are you going to ping pong? You can't have momentum. You can't have success unless you drive your business, Mary. You've got to have, you've got to drive your own car. And it doesn't matter the company convention, the company this, the company that, the hierarchy this, the hierarchy that. You're supposed to use all those things. You know what they are? Those are things for you to draft behind and get free momentum. See, those are things to add leverage so you can get a multiplier effect on what you're doing. If you're in the ocean on a surfboard and you want to get to shore and there's a wave coming, you must get yourself paddling with a little momentum, right? It's coming, it's coming. I want to catch the wave. Well, that's the idea of schools like this, uh, company conventions, all those. Those are huge waves that you can see the waves coming. You're out in the ocean bobbing, bobbing around on the surfboard. You can see the waves coming, right? Well, you look at the year if you're a business person and you see where the waves are coming and you see where the flat spots are, the dead spots, you know, the holiday months, you know, the distraction months and all this, that, the other. And you plot your strategy. And you think not in terms of, I'm going to work hard this year. No, dumbbell. You know, that's a stupid way to work, really. I'm going to work hard. That's first level. That, you know, that's first gear. If 
you want to get ahead, you have to draft off of free momentum. And it, there's not a bicycle racer, there's not a NASCAR racer, there's not a Formula One racer that wins without drafting. You know, when they get to the last thing, Richard, you know, and you see that slingshot, he's right in the, he's in the pocket. He's in the pocket. He's following the guy. And then right around that current, goes around and slingshots around. Drafting! Create your success. Become a pro, right? You don't have to just sit and follow your friggin' leaders. They know the game. They know how to draft. They know the importance of these things. Where you can com What these things allow you to do is compress time frames, okay? Maybe I'll talk about growth now. Because, see, what you guys have got to do, you've got to get better. The decisions you make in your brain control your activity, which results in your income. And if you go around dumber than mud, you're stupid. Wake up. But, I mean, you're in charge of your life. The whole idea you did this, you're doing this business, so you can be your own boss. You won't have to be under somebody else's thumb. It's hard to do that if you're not making any money. <laughs> so at least have some intelligence about what you're doing, right? But here's how growth comes. Growth is, since I'm on this, growth is, you know, grow or die. Growth is non-negotiable. It's like gravity. It doesn't care if you believe in it, that principle. People wonder why I keep always on the Grow or die. I started on food stamps and unemployment for nine months. I essentially, I had to go down every week, Bobby, and pick up the check in downtown Atlanta and stand in a line to get my $75 check. And the ceremony was, you come forward, you kneel, and they spit on you, and then they give it to you and say, see you next week, idiot. That's what was going on in my brain while I was going there. So I don't want to go back. I wish you could have had that experience. Because many of y'all are just twisted in the wind because the pain hasn't gotten bad enough yet. I was talking to Rodney. This guy's a military guy, tougher than nails. He can put a nail on a table, oak board, with his hand, and if he wanted to, cram the nail through there. He's that tough. But his just hadn't gotten in his head how he needs to assert himself particularly in the area of recruiting. Because if recruiting, when it comes to grow or die, it's got to be if you want to have what recruiting growth is. Well, recruiting is the number one thing, and if it's grow or die, then that means recruiting's got to grow every month, Mary, or it's going to die. It starts with recruiting. It starts with capacity. It starts with potential. The more recruits, the more capacity, the more gallons you have in your gas tank, the further you can go, Right? And so until you increase your capacity, your potential, see, if you have, you run your programs and you have 10 people sitting in there and you run, it takes you, you know, so many hours of the full-timer, so many hours of the part-timer, so many this, that, the other, doing the op meeting, that's your program. You're going to do that anyway. Well, the more people sitting in the room, Sean's run this, Sean uh, is our customer service, vice president of customer service and finance in our office. And uh, he's a big ping pong guy on the side. And he said the same thing worked. He built this big 
this growing ping pong empire in uh, Athens. <laughs> if you bring in 10 people, show them, take them around, this, that, and the other, he said, you get one or two of them will become permanent. You know, if you have 90, you get 9 or 10. You lose the, he said, the ones you lose are the beginners, part-timers. They just don't stick. The serious people, now they're going to stay with you weeks and months and years. So you're, you know, you're always working the numbers. But if you don't have, if you're not growing, what I was telling Rodney, I said, you've got to grow the recruit. Regardless how you do don't tell me your system. Your system bores me. I've heard every system. Probably your system will be the dumbest one I've ever heard, okay? <laughs> and I don't really care about it if it works for you, okay? I'd love to get you out of the coal market because you're just going to dumb yourself to death and annoy a lot of people. I'd love to get you in warm market so you do as little harm as possible and have at least, in spite of yourself, a chance for some success. So I'd like to get you into the warm market, but really just get people, however you do. It's not that hard once you start talking. Grow or die, recruiting. So I said, Rodney, he's got his son, by the way. Rodney's good. He's good, isn't he? <laughs> his son just went over 200,000. Tell me your name again. Tell me. Brandon, yeah. He was, our, he was a rising star announcer on the big hitter call recently. Pretty cool, huh? Rising stars. Love it. $200,000 earner. The trouble. The trouble Andy would do with these meetings is I come in here and I latch it on to people that I've known a long time. And I don't get a chance to know. You know, I haven't been here long enough where I know all the bright and shining <coughs> stars. But I know you're out there. Otherwise, we wouldn't be growing. But I told Rodney, I said, Rodney, here's your deal, man. I don't care how you do it. But your deal, if your income's going to go up, your recruiting's going to go during the year, and I don't give a crap about anything else. If your income is going to go up, your recruiting has to precede it. Okay? It comes in waves. It starts with a recruiting wave, months to month to month, even this is that the other. The month, this goes up. Recruiting goes up. But it only goes up if you follow through and you get better at your follow through. You don't have to be perfect on your recruiting, training, follow-up, race to district, stuff like that, but you got to get better. you got to get as good as you can get right now, Rob. Bust your rear. And here's how you get good. Mary, you get in your mind like Glenn Williams is asking me to do a training program for the whole company on how you recruit. And then once you got the recruiting going, then he wants me to come in on a follow-up on how you train them. You know, how you get them started, fast track to district, and then, you know, those kind of things, you know. And so if you do that, you will get, you will put on paper everything you know about it. And you probably come up with a pretty good system. But you got to get, you got to find out how smart you are about that and get your thing down. Then you're in position now to pick up better ideas from other people. But if you're not clear, how you know to do it, Rob, all this other stuff, it doesn't stick. Does that make sense? So that's how you, that's how you get that. 
But the first way, you come up with, it's three waves. This is how you build an organization. You start with nothing. We started with three recruits a month in November, two or three. We were at two to three to none recruits in uh, October, November, December of my first year in North Carolina. Uh, by the end of the year, we kind of petered out, you know. We got up to 10 one month, eight another month. But then we were following through and trying to figure stuff out. And we went back down to nothing, up and down. But we were learning things. And uh, a year later, all I know is we went from 12 months from recruiting three in a month to 350 in a month, one year. Got organized about it. Because the whole time I was trying to recruit big numbers, but I didn't have the compounding figured out. But I figured it out. Because I, ha I locked in on who in the company. There's always somebody who knows. And lock in, on a, lock in like a laser. That's where the, the Monday morning calls have always come from. Because I was always picking the brains of the best and brightest people out there to find out what they knew that we needed to know. You know? If anybody figures something out, you'll know it by the numbers. They don't figure things out worth knowing unless there's numbers behind it. But if they figured out something worth knowing, there will be numbers, Rod. You understand? And then you say, because that will probably be someone you know. And you've seen them on the charts, and then all of a sudden, this person, burp, 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 you know, what are they doing? What did they figure out? Great ideas don't care who have them. Great ideas don't care who use them. Ideas are a dime a dozen, but the people who use them are priceless. If they're beating me, they know something, they see something, that as a result, they're doing something I'm not doing, or they're saying it in a way that I'm not saying, what are they doing? Because I'm going to do the same thing, and then I'm going to whip them with it. That was always my attitude. Take their weapon. That's, how, that's the best way to fight a war. You take their weapons... And kill them with it, okay? <laughs> All in good fun. And see, like right now, you heard about Operation Warpath? See, he hadn't even heard. I declared in the summer Operation Warpath. So I said, nobody thinks we could take Buisson. Nobody thinks, you know, like General Motors. You know, it's like Apple. Nobody thinks anybody would ever beat Apple. So the thing is, it's like, we don't have to do it, but let's have some fun. Right? Let's see, let's see if we're good enough. And then so we started thinking about it, Bobby, and we said, if Wydell hierarchy doubles twice, all we got to do, we double twice. We go from 3 to 6, 6 to 12, we'll be staring you in the face. And then I bet you suckers flinch. Okay? <laughs> now, here's the deal. In the process, we'll, you'll, you'll energize the whole company, and it'll be impossible to do them because they'll get fired up too by what we're doing, you know. But it's the thing. You got to have a game. You got to have something crazy to talk about. Now, I can get excited about that. Well, I can get I, very few things I can get excited about. I mean, I've done everything. And, you know, I, I know everything. I've done everything, but I haven't kicked Buisson's ass, okay? So, you know, it's just something fun to talk about, just to think about. But when you get something like that, crazy like that, it caused you to kick into 
genius mode because you're forced to think a craft that you would have never think, thought of otherwise, right? But similarly, y'all, you're asleep at the switch. Joe Red, you're throwing down these God-blessed M&Ms, and you should be throwing down adrenaline, racing to a friggin' mill. You're selling, you're, you could be making a million dollars a year, Joe Red. Carolyn, you believe that? It's just multiples. We sell ourselves short. We don't believe in ourselves. We don't see our potential. We waste our lives. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not let you gonna go around like a fat M&M eater the rest of your life. Right? Come with a bowl of M&Ms in my face. And not, number one, not hide them. And number, not, number two, not make up some bogus excuse for why an adult male at your age is mainlining M&Ms and not even the good kind. Okay? And think I'm not going to say something about it? Do you have any idea who I am at this stage of my life? <laughs> and of course, as always, Joe, I say that completely out of love. Yeah. <laughs> I do. You know that, right? Joe, who else but Larry Wydell in your life would say that? Boy, Stop that. I refrain from slapping you, but I came close last night. The easiest thing, Joe, is to ignore. The easiest thing is to ignore. It's, you know, it's painful to hear, but it, the easiest is to ignore and just say, you know, boom. But I don't do that, do I? No, I just wade right into it. <laughs> because... I would want somebody to do that for me. I would want somebody to do that for me. Somebody who cared about me. Somebody who had my best interest at heart. Somebody who would do it because they saw bigger things for me. Right? And Joe, because, here's, here's, here's the magic of you going through this phase in your life. And when you come through it, because I'm counting on you to come through it, You'll be such an inspiration for people. You'll be able to talk to them like this, and they will know you know. And you'll be able to change lives, man. It'll go far beyond the income you make and the pride you feel and the confidence, the plaques. Because that's great, but I mean, the pride you will have, the quality of life, Joe, because you went through it and you're able now to spot it and explain it to other people. That's the real thrill, right? It's what I'm doing with y'all right now. I mean, it's just, I've, I've been through it all. I mean, it's, but that was the operation. That's what Operation Warpath is. We're coming after, huh? But we're coming, you know, the thing is, what else have I got to do at this stage of life? What, what am I going to be talking about? Push the big crowd of the convention. Why? Go, 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 build a big bay shop. Why? I'll tell you why, because I want to beat Buisson's ass. And you're in my hierarchy. If you're too dumb to do it for yourself, do it for Larry. If you're in the Wydell hierarchy, double, and then double again. 
pat me on the back and say, really love those big hitter calls you're doing. <laughs> well, how about showing some friggin' numbers, some appreciation on the charts? <laughs> pat me on the back. It's really great. It's usually some loser who doesn't even listen, you know. You know. <laughs> don't think I don't know. Anyway. These, you know, it's like you have to change for your activity and your income to change. Be somebody. Make a difference. Stand up. Get proud of yourself. The thing, Joe, about this stuff is when we make these changes, we get prouder of ourselves and people can tell. You know what I'm saying? And you have, the more you change yourself and pull yourself in, you know, get honest with yourself, start putting boundaries in there and start making progress, people can feel that power and pride. So before when you did like a certain amount of activity in a month, this time when you do the same amount of activity in a month, you're doing it with a different level of power, pride, and magnetism. You have a magnetism about it because they can tell something good's happening there. I don't know. It's, I feel it. I want to be a part of it. But you can't do that when you're not proud of yourself, right? You got, can't live in denial, man. You got to go. And so uh, you face reality. And just here's the kind of adjustments. Make the obvious adjustments. It's like steering a car. If an 18-wheeler's heading at you, Get out of the way, okay? Find another lane. Okay. Just make the, keep your eye on the ball. Keep your eye on where you want to go and look for obstacles, interruptions. As soon as you spot them, and as soon as you spot them, make the adjustment so you can minimize the impact. Peggy, you know, you don't just watch the slow train coming and say, you know, sooner or later I got to get off the tracks or I'm going to get killed. Because as they approach, they approach very rapidly. In the distance, they're coming here, but when they're close, that's why people get killed by trains. You know, if the last little, like, you know, accelerator's like, oh, didn't have time. Now I'm dead. So, I you know, why, why wouldn't you dream big? Why wouldn't you go for the, the moon? Why would you not want to take on a challenge like uh, the Buisson hiring? All you got to do is double twice. How hard can that be? Most people are not doing anything. So it's a matter of someone's, someone's got to have the courage to say, probably not going to happen, probably not good enough, but I want to find out. Everybody's against us. And the other thing for you is, Gus, you should be excited about learning the stuff that you'll only learn if you go for stuff like that. Because when you go for stuff like that, you learn, use those the rest of your life. God is the keeper of secrets. And what if you go to God, basically when you're doing a big challenge, you're trying to do things, you're asking questions, everything, ultimately no one knows the answer. You go to God, and he'll show you where to get it, or he'll turn the switch on. You're like, ah. But when God shows you a secret, you have that secret for the rest of your life. So, But you're not going to get those things 
He's not going to show you things if you don't ask and you're not looking for the big secrets. God says, call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things. Why are we going for greatness? Why? Where does it come from? God. God. Call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things. Not call upon me and I will show you how you can lazy your way through life and this and that. I mean, all that stuff's obvious. The only thing God can show you, you know, when people say spiritual life and the divine, take it serious. Because that's where the magic is, folks. That's where this, I mean, that's the, you know. And you have magic put into you from creation. It just needs to be released. But it's only going to be released in a certain way. Anyway. The thing about... The thing about growth is like this. It's, it's a paradox. When you think growth, first picture put in your mind, start stock chart since like 1920, Bobby. You know, if you look at the daily stock, it goes boop, 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 boop. Now, Bobby knows it better than anybody in the room. But it's like these little jaggedy things, right? Boop, 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 boop. Huh? Or big jag. You know, I'm talking about if you look at every day over 20 years, 365 days a year, it's just like these little spikes. You look over the year, it's going to be foot, 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 foot. It's some down, but then, you know, overall it goes up. Growth takes time. It took a long time for this economy to develop to the, where it is. And so one paradox, Randy, is that growth takes time. But it doesn't, it's not straight line growth. See, that's what I thought it was. And that's where I had my big light bulb experience where Art said, you're not money motivated, you're not numbers motivated. He didn't really know what he was talking about because Art is like an idiot savant when it comes into a lot of this stuff. I mean, he'll just say stuff because he sees it. He doesn't really know what he sees, but sucker sees it, you know. And I think a lot of stuff he does, you know, Art's always got to have an enemy, you know. And I think he just does, you know, I know he did with us. But, like, he got on the call. We had him on to talk about, talk about Art Williams' best videos, Art. Don't stir up crap. He just couldn't help himself. He had to get on there and stir up a big thing about holding people back and, you know, and, you know this, that, and the other. Just create all kind of uproar. And I think he did it on purpose, you know. He didn't even have to do it. But he, he knows if you stir the crap up, you get people arguing with each other, Something will happen. You know, good things will happen because people are fighting for what they believe in and they're arguing and they want to prove it. So a lot of times he'll just go and stir the water. I think that's what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Art's, Art's no dummy. But he said to me, like, see, I was in this mentality that a lot of y'all are in. You got to get out of it. And what it is, if I work hard, Every day, I put in one good day right after another, and I stay on track, and I'm consistent, and I'm a good little boy, and I handle what happens to me, and I eat my vegetables at night, and I'm nice to people, and I say please and thank you. All of this will accumulate, okay? All of it will accumulate, and I see so many people a week, and I do this, that, and the other, and I go to all the meetings, and I treat people with respect, and I do all these things. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will grow. 
and I will flourish, and God will bless me. And it'll be like Psalms 1, the righteous man, you know, will be like planted in the rivers, of, you know, and they grow with that. I, and it'll be like, gradually you'll grow into this mighty thing, you know, just grow. That ain't the way it works. It's slow, but growth comes in surges. Stock market. And you try and surge, you get a big crowd, George, too. You know, use these things to create. They're like waves. They're things you can use to draft off of, to get more of a pop or more of a... Re the whole thing is, you're going to do your meetings, you're going to talk to your people, but are you going to get the response? See, this is why we did the big hitter call, because, George, we had done this thing for so long, most of the top guys were the peak form they've ever been, but their people had heard them so long. It wasn't that there was rebellion uh, or bore. They were just had heard it. So you, no matter how good Frank Sinatra sings the song, his band is not going to say, yes, I love the way you sang that 17th song that I've heard a million times last night. Tears came to my eyes, Frank. You know, I promise you, Frank Jr., the son, is not saying, Dad, last night. Oh, man, it's unbelievable. The intonation. Ah, ah. <laughs> right? Kobe steak. Well, if you've had Kobe steak 300 nights in a row, you probably don't want to see that on the menu. Bologna starts to look good, okay? <laughs> One night, bologna. Spam, something, change it up. And so the thing is that we use that technique with a big hitter call because they always like hearing from somebody else. So we said, if we get all our people together listening to kick off the week without having to travel or hold a school and bring in a big star and go to all that rigmarole, just put them in front of your people, we can be the warm-up act for all of our offices every week. And we could basically trick human nature and by the t you know by the time they get through that they're going to be all gung-ho ready to go and then ready to listen to what you do you know that's that's the smart way to use it but it's the whole thing so growth what you're looking for ursula is to create things where you can get a response from your people you know i got this new little church in uh, palm beach the guy's real good, but he kind of got off the rails this last week because he was like, if we could only do, you know, usually he's talking about God and what God has done for us and locking into that, let God work through you, and God, 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 God. The bad guys, or the, not, not the bad guys, but the ones who miss it are, they go, God is great, saved by grace, this, and the other. Then at the end they go, no, you really got to get serious in your life, you know, and then they just ruin the whole thing. You know, if you could just take it serious, you know, we could have this, and God could really bless us. It's like, calm down, Charlie, you know. Let God work, will you please? And, uh, but he went on one of those. God bless him. He just couldn't, young guy. If we could just really get the abundance of whatever he's just straining. <laughs> That's the way we are with our people. It's like, how can we tap into something? And then we go from talking louder and faster to screaming and cursing, okay, which is where Peggy is right now. But uh, 
That's understandable. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I kid those I love. I kid those I love. Anyway. But the thing is, what we're trying to get is response, right? Right? Am I making this up? Because we do, I mean, we, we're not getting worse. Constantus, you're not getting worse. I promise you, every single thing you explain, every meeting you do, every topic you talk on, you're the best you've ever been. Don't you think, Darren? So it's not us. We can't help but get better. It's like sharpening an iron. You're going to be sharper. But it's the response. We get this dull response. And what the events and the contest, it gives you another way to approach it. Time frame, this, that, and the other. This, that, and the other. Get an award, recognition. This, let's, you know, let's get a little contest. This, that, and the other. allows you to get a little search, a little bigger response. So that, Mary, is how you use this stuff to your advantage. It's not that you're going to be working harder or whatever, but it allows you to orchestrate surges because growth comes in little surges, pulses. Even trees, you know this because that's probably the only thing we remember from, you know, elementary school biology, the rings on a tree. You cut it, you know, there's light and dark. Well, the light part is the fast growth part of the year, and then the dark is where it solidifies. You know, there'll be like most of the growth will occur during like one or two months, and then it solidifies, for you, and then it goes again. Pulse, pulse. Growth comes in pulses. Takes a long time over the whole deal, but it comes in squeezes, squeezes. You have to make it happen. And you make it happen in ones and twos, then you make it happen in threes and fours, and you make it, you ramp it up, but you've got, it's like milking a cow. I mean, you're not going to get it all out. You got it, keep surges. Does that make sense? But you control it, and that, that's why when you have a big number, you recruit 1,800, I'll just tell you the truth. Randy, we have to give credit to our people. My people did it. You know, you take the blame as a leader, and the people get all the credit. Orchestrate them, right? You created the situation and the environment where they could do it. You created the surges. You kept their mind on business. You put them, you know, you gave them these little arenas trips to push for, contests to win, things like that, that cause the little surges, little breakthroughs, a little come up. The psychology that tricks people is you have to have a patience about growth because growth takes time, right? And there's going to be ups and downs. You're going to have interruptions, interventions, this and that. And, uh, but on the other hand, so you're patient about the overall process. But on the other hand, so you have that patient side of it about growth. But on the other hand, the projects, there's a thing called projects. Getting people to the convention, getting people to the next keystone, getting people to this, get a, get a new person. You know, all these hundreds of little projects you run to create surges. You know, what you're doing is, George, you're doing it to create responses. All of this stuff you're doing to create responses which result in numbers, okay? And so on, when you're in a project, you're a maniac, and you have no patience, and you're around the clock, just like a farmer getting in the crop to 
because you don't want to, you can't have interruptions. And it's just like, no interruptions now. We got seven days to get in the district. This, the meeting's coming. We're locked. This, that. Because you know there's going to be a timeout afterwards to regroup. You see what I'm saying? So when it comes to overall growth, Andy, you're patient. Because it's taking patience to get up to this size here. But when it comes to the projects and those little surges, you got to get people's attention on something, and you got to keep their attention on it for a short period of time so you can get the response. You're not looking for a lifetime response, Richard. You're looking for a short burst response that'll show that'll boost your numbers up. And you add, does that make any sense to you? So growth, it's important that you guys become pros and understand the process better than everybody else. Because once you understand the process, you can work the process. George Bush just died. And he said, uh, in his inaugural address, his son read this little thing in a tribute to him at his funeral. And he said, uh, in his inaugural address, uh, Bush Sr. said, we cannot hope only to leave our children a bigger car, a bigger bank account. We must hope to give them a sense of what it means to be a loyal friend, a loving parent, a citizen who leaves his home, his neighborhood, and town better than he found it. What do we want the men and women who work with us to say when we are no longer there? That we were more driven to succeed than anyone around us? Or that we stopped to ask if a sick child had gotten better and stayed a moment there to trade a word of friendship? Andy Young, the Buissons, are those kind of leaders. They're more concerned they're passionate, they're driven, they're this, that, and the other. But they're more concerned about people. They're more concerned about you than the numbers. You know? And what a rare thing to be in business. And uh, what I'm going to say is pray for them. They're important. Pray for each other. But pray for the leaders. Pray for the leadership. Pray that they will stay here a long, long time in good health, with clear heads, unbothered by debilitating illness, things like that interrupted, so they light can shine and be an example for all the rest of us, right? So, folks, do something. Do something big. Appreciate what you've got. Pray for the leadership. And go do something mind-blowing. Because, you see, God put big things in you. But if you're asleep at the switch and you have no faith. See, right now, everybody operates off faith. And you know what the faith most of y'all have? I can't be that big. You don't know it, but I, you're operating off the faith of I'm not supposed to be that special. I'm not that special. You know, you're operating off the faith that nothing big's going to happen to me this next year. I'm just telling you, putting your faith at the wrong thing. You need to put your faith in the thing that God wants to do. He always says, do abundantly beyond. It's almost like he's challenging, like, 
like heaven and all this stuff. It's going to be abundantly beyond anything you can think of. It's almost like he's daring us to think of how good it could be. Because then he's going to make it abundant, not one time, but abundantly beyond anything. Why aren't we thinking about the abundantly beyonds? But in terms of vision, folks, what kind of things can we do? What kind of things can we do abundantly beyond? All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind with me, Larry Wydell. If I've helped you in any way, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. For more information like this, listen to our other Million Dollar Mastermind episodes and check out my Wydell Academy YouTube channel and visit us on WydellOnWinning.com. I'm the Million Dollar Mastermind, and until next time, go, go, go.